Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We are a spirited community dedicated to the free and responsible search for truth and meaning and dedicated to being in right relationship with one another and with ourselves and with our planet. We believe that there is a spark of the divine in everyone. And so when we greet one another in the comments, if we have comments, we are greeting the divine in that other person. And on some days, we believe there's a spark of the divine in every living thing. You've come on a good morning. This is our Christmas pageant. Let us know if you are lighting the chalice in your home as we light the chalice here in the home we all love. In this season of anticipation, we raise our voices in story and song to greet Christmas. May the lessons of compassion, trust, and generosity alight within us and lead us into the new day, renewed. congregation has a mission that guides our decisions as we move into the future together. We wrote it on the wall in our sanctuary and we say it together every Sunday. Please say it with me. Together we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. After our mission statement, we have what we call a moment for beloved community, where we learn something that can allow us to help the world become more of a beloved community. And today I'm talking about cultural blind spots. It has to do with the telling of the, of the Christmas story. So when the West tells the traditional faith story, it goes in the way that we're going to tell it today. But when people who are familiar with the Palestinian culture read the story in the original language, they understand it completely differently without our cultural blind spots. And what they say is that when Joseph came to Bethlehem as a son of that town, the Palestinian family that he went to visit, that was his family, whose highest value was hospitality, would no more have let them stay in a cave or in a hotel than flown to the moon. That just would not have occurred to them. And so what they say is that the word in is a word that would better be translated as guest space on the platform in a Palestinian home, which usually had a central platform and then a lower space around the platform where the animals came in for the night. And the mangers were laid at the, at the edge of the platform so that the animals could eat their supper. So when all these people came to have a census taken, there was no room in the guest part of the space. So there was no room in the inn. So the, the baby was laid in a manger 
one of the troughs out of which the animals would have eaten. And Mary and Joseph were in the straw with the animals and Jesus. It was in the bosom of their family. And that version of the story also has a wonderful message of hospitality and family and welcome and connection and making do. But the traditional faith story has a wonderful message as well. It's just kind of funny that the Europeans who were translating from the original languages read in as hotel because in European culture it's perfectly fine to let your family stay in a hotel when they come visit. Our, our culture too. I think that's interesting. theologian who came of age in Germany during the rise of Nazism. She became a professor at Union Theological Seminary and was also a writer, poet, feminist, and human rights activist. She coined the term Christofascism. This is her poem, In This Night. In this night, the stars left their habitual places and kindled wildfire tidings that spread faster than sound. In this night, the shepherds left their post to shout the new slogans into each other's clogged ears. In this night, 
The foxes left their warm burrows and the lions spoke with deliberation. This is the end revolution. In this night, roses fooled the earth and began to bloom in snow. This is the time in our service when we become quiet together, as quiet as we are allowed to be in the place where we're listening. Let us meditate on the beautiful images in the Dorothea Zole poem that Chris read. There's yearning and there's loneliness and there's magic and majesty. Let us enter into the silence together. If you would like to light a candle of joy or sorrow or hope, remembering someone, or light a candle for a vow of determination you have made, please light a candle at this time.
And now, with great thanks to Sage and Rob Hirschfield, who filmed and edited our pageant. And great thanks to all the participants. We had a blast doing this, our Christmas pageant. Good morning. I'm Kelly. And I'm Bear. And we're here to welcome you to our annual No Rehearsal Christmas Pageant, presented virtually for the very first time, thanks to Sage and Rob Hirschfeld, who filmed and edited it, and everyone who came out last Sunday to play the parts. Let's begin by singing. solstice has been celebrated in one form or another for thousands of years. A hundred different cultures have told stories about how the birth of their gods took place at this time of year. In the northern hemisphere, we tell stories about how light, hope, and life are returning to the world. Darkness is good for rest and root growth, but it's hard to see where you're going and what's coming at you when you're in the dark. So humans like to celebrate light. Today, we will present the Christian faith story, as Christianity is one of the sources of our UU faith. It's the story of a special baby, a child of God as all babies are, a child called Jesus, who became one of humanity's great teachers. Here is the Christmas story. It happened a very long time ago in a land far away. A couple named Joseph and Mary had to make a journey to the city of Bethlehem because there was a new law that said everyone had to return to the city of their birth in order to pay their taxes. Joseph was worried about Mary taking this trip. She was going to have a baby very soon. But Mary wanted to be with her husband for the birth of their first child. It was a long trip to Bethlehem, three full days of walking. Mary was glad when they could see the rooftops of Bethlehem in the distance. Joseph, she said, Let's stay at the first inn we come to. I think our baby is almost ready to be born. 
But when they got to Bethlehem, they found the little town crowded with people. They stopped at the first inn they came to and knocked on the door. The innkeeper told them, I'm sorry, there's no more room here. At the next inn, the innkeeper said, we're full. Try the place three streets over. It's bigger. Joseph tried another place and another place, but everywhere it was the same story. Sorry, no room for you here. Finally, when it was almost night, they saw a house at the edge of town with a light in the window. Joseph knocked at the door and told the innkeeper, please help us. We need a place for the night. My wife is going to have a baby soon, and I don't think she can travel any farther. And the innkeeper said, there's no room in the inn, but don't worry. We'll find some place for you. The innkeeper showed Mary and Joseph to a quiet little barn where the animals were. It was clean and warm and smelled like sweet hay. And on that very night in that barn in Bethlehem, their little baby was born. He was a boy and they named him Jesus. Mary and Joseph wrapped him in the soft swaddling cloth and made a little bed for him in the hay. That night, like every night, there were shepherds in the fields outside Bethlehem, watching the flocks of sheep. The shepherds were surprised and amazed by a very bright light in the sky and a strange song coming from nowhere and everywhere all at once. It was angels, and they were glorious. After sharing the joyous news, the angels went to see the baby born in a stable in the city of Bethlehem to tell him hello. What a beautiful baby!
angels had gone away, the shepherds remembered what they had said, that a wonderful baby had been born and that they could find him by following the brightest star in the sky. So the shepherds all said to each other, let's go look for that baby. They had no trouble finding the stable because of the bright star. And sure enough, there inside were Mary and Joseph watching over their little baby, Jesus. And the shepherds saw that Jesus was just stunning. Then the shepherds went away and told everyone what they had seen. On the same night, three wise ones saw the bright star and said to each other, Look at the amazing star. It must be shining for something very special. The wise ones loaded up their camels with treasures and traveling supplies and followed the star all the way to Bethlehem. Jesus was very young when the wise ones found him, but they knew he was special. What a wonderful child. This child will be our teacher. And they gave him their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. for a long time about all of these things that happened when their child was born. It's astonishing that all these people would come to see our baby and give us presents for him. They don't even know him. When Jesus grew up, he was a courageous teacher, just like the wise ones said. And one of the most important things he tried to teach people was to love each other and to treat all people, even strangers, with kindness and care. And people who have tried to follow his best teachings have become better people and have spread light through their world, which is what we are here to do. Tonight, we shared the Christmas story about one special baby. But this baby isn't the only special one. Every child is a treasure, is a wonder, and a miracle. And as they grow up, they are always and forever a treasure, a wonder and a miracle. I invite you to say these words with me from Sophia Lyon Fawes. For so the children come, and so they have been coming. Always in the same way they come, born of the seed of man and woman. Each night a child is born is a holy night. Fathers and mothers sitting beside their children's cribs feel the glory in the sight of a new life beginning. Each night a child is born is a holy night, a time for singing, a time for wondering, a time for worshiping. Now let there be an offering taken to sustain this place and to strengthen its mission. We are going strong, thanks to you all. Thank you for your donations. If you're watching from another place in the country, please do 
Know yourself to be invited to donate. Although if you're a member of another congregation and just visiting us, please donate to that congregation of which you are a member.
we extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Please sing with me if you care to. I know this rose will open. I know my fear will burn away. I know my soul will unfurl its wings. I know this rose will open. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.